Hello, my name is Van Sneed, and welcome to episode 13 of the PS Plus, a Living Faith Bible Institute podcast that serves as a companion to another called The Postscript. Now, on that podcast, pastor and host Brandon Briscoe speaks with other pastors and professors from the Living Faith Bible Institute on a myriad of topics. Here on this podcast, the PS Plus, we'll take a look at some of those topics that are being discussed and we'll dive in just a bit deeper. Recently, we've been looking at dispensational theology, and today we're going to take a look at a non-dispensational position, that of covenant theology. So, let's do this thing. So, just a quick bit of warning right out of the gate. We're going to end this particular episode kind of suddenly, and I know what you're thinking. Van, why would you do that? Well, It's just how it worked out. I'm sorry. But it's going to end abruptly, and that's because we've got to do a lot of digging and and get some foundational information to start with before we really dive into some of the key distinctives between dispensational theology and covenant theology, which we'll definitely take a look at in the next episode. But again, fair warning. So if we're going to be taking a look at covenant theology, we might first want to define what that word covenant is. And I've got just a couple of working definitions here. And the first is this, an agreement with complete terms set by the initiating party and affirmed by the one entering into it, or a divine promise that forms the ground of God's future dealing with mankind. Now, if we were to open up the Bible and start looking for this type of definition worked out in Scripture, we would find a couple of covenants, and and we don't have time to take a look at all of them today, but I think it's pertinent to take a look at the first one we see, known as the Noahic Covenant. Now, one of the things that we want to keep in mind as we are studying Scripture is that oftentimes, the first time that a word appears, it tends to set the stage for how that word will continue to be used throughout Scripture. And the first time we see the word covenant is in Genesis chapter 6, verse 18, where God is talking to Noah. But with thee will I establish my covenant, and thou shalt come into the ark, thou and thy sons, and thy wife, and thy sons' wives with thee. Now, of course, we know this as the global flood where all but Noah's family perishes. After the events of the flood, we see this covenant expounded upon and reaffirmed by God in Genesis chapter 9, verses 9 through 17. And I behold, I establish my covenant with you and with your seed after you and with every living creature that is with you of the fowl, of the cattle, and of every beast of the earth with you, from all that go out of the ark to every beast of the earth. And I will establish my covenant with you, neither shall all flesh be cut off any more by the waters of a flood, neither shall there any more be a flood to destroy the earth. And God said, This is the token of the covenant which I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for perpetual generations. I do set my bow in the cloud, and it shall be a token of a covenant between me and the earth, and it shall come to pass when I bring a cloud over the earth, that the bow shall be seen in the cloud. And I will remember my covenant, which is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh, and the waters shall no more become a flood to destroy all flesh. 
And the bow shall be in the cloud, and I will look upon it, that I may remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, This is the token of the covenant which I have established between me and all flesh that is upon the earth. So now that we've seen a covenant defined biblically, let's take a look at covenant theology, and let's define that as well. Now, covenant theology is also known as Reformed theology, and a working definition would be this, a system of theology based on covenants that act as the governing categories for understanding the entire Bible. Famous Reformed theologian R.C. Sproul says this about covenant or Reformed theology. It sees the structure or format of covenant in the Bible as being a crucial element in which the whole plan of redemption works out and becomes kind of a key to understanding and interpreting the whole of Scripture. And because of that, Reformed theology stresses this central motif of covenant as the framework in which redemption is carried out. So in covenant theology, there are generally accepted to be two or three covenants that are ascribed to, and we're going to list them out here. The first being the covenant of redemption. Now, this covenant is an interesting one because it's not a covenant where God is making an agreement with man, but where God is making an agreement with himself, with the Trinity, with the Godhead in eternity past. And that agreement that the Godhead makes with itself in eternity past is that sinners will be saved through the sacrifice of Christ. Again, quoting R.C. Sproul, he says, The whole point of the covenant of redemption is to show the complete unity and agreement in the Godhead itself in all eternity in respect to the plan of salvation. Now, the second covenant is the covenant of works. Now, this is a covenant, an agreement with God and man. It's an agreement between God and Adam, and by extension, all of mankind, in which his obedience results in life and disobedience results in death. Again, R.C. Sproul, the covenant of works in Reformed theology refers to the initial covenant that God makes with Adam and Eve in paradise. Now, if you've read your Bible at all, you know that Adam does not stay in the garden because of sin that enters through his disobedience, and that Adam's sin causes him to fail in this covenantal relationship, requiring that another covenant be established. This other covenant, this third covenant, is the covenant of grace. And this is an agreement between God and mankind in which God promises salvation through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Covenant theologian Louis Burkhoff calls the covenant of grace, quote, that gracious agreement between the offended God and the offending but elect sinner, in which God promises salvation through faith in Christ, and the sinner accepts this believingly, promising a life of faith and obedience. So, one thing that we definitely want to take note of is the timeline of these covenants, because it's going to be key to help us understand why we're not going to ascribe to this position. The first is the covenant of redemption, which has happened at some point in eternity past, and so we'll just kind of call that a wash for now. The second covenant, 
the covenant of works is established with Adam. But notice the third covenant, the covenant of grace, is established immediately after Adam's fall. What this means is that the covenant of grace has actually been in effect since Genesis chapter 3. Now, in a critique of covenant theology, Pastor Alan Shelby of Harvest Baptist Church and one of our professors here at the Living Faith Bible Institute has this to say, Covenant and Reformed theology assumes a covenant of redemption, infers a covenant of works with Adam before the fall that promises eternal life in exchange for obedience, and accepts a covenant of grace providing salvation for fallen humanity. So there's a lot to unpack there, but I think it's only fair that we actually take a look at the proposed biblical evidence of covenant theology, and we are going to do that in the next episode. I told you. I told you it was going to happen, so I warned you plenty of times. But thank you for joining me on this episode of the PS Plus. If you're curious about the Living Faith Bible Institute, I'd encourage you to visit lfbi.org. Pastor Alan Shelby actually teaches a class on systematic and dispensational theology and covers a bit of covenant theology in there as well. As always, I hope this episode was helpful and edifying, and I hope to talk to you next time. Take care.